Hey everybody, we're back. This is featuring Jeff Goldblum. It's the kid coming at you. Kid Ginge. Kid Ginge. <laughs> kid Ginge. Kid Ginge coming at you. Is that your rap name? Coming at you. Coming at you. Are you ready? Coming in hot. Here I come. I'm Lil A. <laughs> <laughs> kid Ginge and Lil A coming at you today. Uh, this is featuring Jeff Goldblum. We're... Uh, we're a uh, talk show, game show, long con to speak to Jeff Goldblum. And we're here today to talk to you. About to- Egypt! Yeah, that's soon. That's later. Oh. But first, oh. I had some, I, I was I was searching through the archives. Just, we have know. archives? Yeah. Are they like in a filing cabinet somewhere? Sure. So I was searching through the archives about Jeff, and I found something really interesting. Did you know... That Jeff was in a star-studded cast, as always, for a video game. Wow. Well, a computer game, more specifically. Geared for kids, called Quest for the Code. This is uh, by Starbright Entertainment. It's an asthma CD-ROM game. Asthma? Asthma. Yeah, this game not only is for kids, but it's geared specifically towards a certain type of kid. A kid with moderate to severe asthma. So everyone moves really slow. In the game. I mean, it, no, no I, uphill running. <laughs> I didn't try to play the game exactly. Um, what what era is this? Uh, this is '90s. It looks like. So it's it's a slow moving game. I mean, sure. early 2000s actually. This okay. is uh, this is a 2000s game. Uh, it's uh, star studded in the fact that even the very so very beginning, the video game starts with Diane Sawyer. Wow, the newscaster. Uh, breaking a story about a giant machine that's just landed in town and is threatening to release all manner of asthma triggers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the machine is run by uh, Mucus Aragon, who I believe is played by... Mucus Aragon. What a, Mucus what a good bad guy name. Aragon, who is played by Kelsey Grammer, Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he plays a uh, leader of the evil seven, Mucus Aragon, the seven being all the different asthma triggers. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg plays Moldy. Uh, the Mold Mob game announcer is Funkmaster Flex himself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum plays one of the Evil Seven, Alex Dander. Oh my. Yep, he's the dandruff guy. So wait, she, in, she, the, in the, just not to interrupt, but in the early 2000s, was asthma like that big of a thing that they needed a star-studded cast yeah, to make I mean, a video game? Yeah, I mean, the 80s had AIDS. The 90s had a huge clothing crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then and then the 2000s have asthma. Hmm. So, just to break down this cast, Shaquille O'Neal as the Fuminator. Glenn Close as Chalk Tisha. Chalk Tisha. Gwyneth Paltrow as Perfuma. Minnie Driver as Smokita. <laughs> General H. Norman Schwarzkopf as Robo Roach. And Cuba Gooding Jr. as your guide, Cyrus. That's right, an all-star cast for a computer game meant for kids with asthma. Oh, man. But it didn't, did it ever, it never came to fruition, huh? No, it came to fruition. It exists. Uh, I bought it. It's coming. The graphics are actually fairly decent, too. It looks like at some points you're going with Cyrus into people's, like, nasal cavities. Try to clear them of dander and other things. Fighting, fighting, uh, Alexander, etc. Uh, yeah, it is pretty wild. Who knew, right? Now, what you like? It's like one of those games where you're walking and you're like, oh, let me check in this chest. Oh, thank goodness, an inhaler. Yeah, it's sort of like think, um, think like, uh, what what was that game where you uh, you kill all the demons with big shotguns? Doom. Yeah, think like Doom, but with mucus. Okay. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is like giving you giving you the he's, good word. He's your he's your little like Navi. Yeah, from, yeah. From Zelda. So yeah, think like Zelda and Doom meet asthma. <laughs> That's basically what this game is. It's pretty wild. Uh, in other news, I just had a little bit of uh, broadcasting news for you before we jump into things here. Uh, Nerf. <laughs> I love Nerf. Yeah, remember Nerf guns? They've come so far. They're, well, I think they're legitimately dangerous now. 
Oh, they are getting more dangerous than ever, my friend, because here's the new model. An article by Gizmodo came out. And the title of this article is, are you ready for this? Nerf shrunk its balls for a new line of more powerful blasters. <laughs> that is literally the headline. I've, watched, I've seen some other videos that had a similar headline. Yeah, Nerf shrunk its balls for its most powerful blaster ever, which, you know, physically speaking, yeah. You short, it's like a sawed-off shotgun. You shorten your blaster, and you're gonna, you know, you uh, you shrink your balls, and you have a more powerful blast. <laughs> Just more stuff uh, locked up in there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so I guess they have little itty bitty Nerf balls now, and they pour like fifteen hundred of them in, and you can just like, you can basically like, like fucking uh, like deer shot people with Nerf balls now. There's gonna be like a, this cult of mothers who are like we don't want to do the cleanup <laughs> yeah they're gonna have to come up with like a nerf vacuum or like a dissolvable nerf nerf ball uh, that's not the worst idea biodegradable ever. or something yeah yeah maybe like a, maybe it has a maybe it has like a seed in it so it actually plants a tree oh so they can play <laughs> outside and then they just have a whole garden set yeah. up it's like we're gonna get some daisy nerfs and some daffodil nerfs and we're just gonna they just can't have the asthma kids show up right? oh my god <laughs> like why is this nerf ball filled with acacia bush seeds <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible so we're going to bring on a very uh, special guest we've known for a very long time uh miss joni morrow she is uh and what is she yeah what is she she is uh a expert in ancient civilizations wow and also idiosyncrasies and clear liquids and most liquids i think so we're gonna try to get her on right now she's yeah. been uh let's give her a call she's been waiting patiently so let's get her linked on through here hello hello hi hi how are you I'm good. Are you uh, are you ready for this? Yeah. Good, good. I hope you are. We're excited. Okay. Yeah, we're really excited. That's awesome. Okay, good. <laughs> so, welcome on the show. Uh, we already mentioned everybody that you are a expert in ancient civilizations. And clear liquids. And clear liquids and idiosyncrasies. Yeah, I'm an Egyptologist who has the fear of clear liquids. So, let's... I mean, I think let's start... Let's explain to everybody what an Egyptologist is, although it's kind of self-explanatory, but then we're going to like dive right into liquid, no pun intended. Okay, yeah, no, so technically the study of Egyptology is um, ancient Egypt, so that's the pharaonic period of ancient Egypt, that's prior to um, Islam uh, being in that part of the world. So it's prior to Muhammad being born, so it's anything prior to that is the study of Egyptology. So ancient Egypt. Modern Egypt is kind of characterized by Muhammad being born and then the Islamic calendar and um, all that. So Egyptologists study specifically the ancient culture in the Near East in relation to Egypt. So that starts at around 3100 they call it BCE now, which means before Common Era. Right. So instead of Christ. instead of using Christ as our as our uh, staging history point. Correct. Yeah. So instead of Adu Domini, which is uh, the year of our Lord, which is year zero onwards, they say CE, which is Common Era. Speak, that's and, Latin, uh, Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> you're catching this. You're catching this. Yeah, it's Latin. Okay, so <clears throat> that's how you you would explain it to somebody like Tyler. How would you explain it to me? So I think we so need to go I, like Hor, you know, like Horus is a bird, and yeah. So and, I am Laura Croft, who okay. is a little bit more um, studious, more studious Laura. So more Laura boring, that doesn't less guns. Yeah, more boring. I don't really believe in grave robbing. Um, I do mummies, pharaohs, and curses. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Do you also? So when you go into a grave. You're just like a, a tomb. taking sure. a, yeah. a tomb. Sorry, they don't have graves either. They have tombs. I mean, do they have graves also in in Egypt? Was it tombs only for a pharaoh? I mean, I think the two are kind of synonymous. I mean, everyone that's died is buried, but in when we look at the ancient Egyptian corpus of evidence, it's important to note that we are actually looking at just five percent of the population because. Only the rich could be buried in these big elaborate tombs and only the rich had like the pyramids and um, like these magnificent sarcophagi and things of that nature. So, of course, everyone had graves. Um, Everyone was buried. Actually, uh, what's interesting about the 
<laughs> Egyptian landscape is that everyone is technically mummified because if you're buried in Egypt, your body just naturally mummifies. It's in the hot, dry climate. Um, Crazy. So wow. there's like a bazillion but, mummies in Egypt underground. There is a bazillion. Yeah, again, you bring up a good point because people are always like, well, is there still more stuff to be found? And I always argue it's like, you guys, it's 5,000 years of a civilization. Like, just think of 5,000 years of us, all of our trash, all of our dead bodies. And, you know, they procreated at a much higher rate than we do as well. So, yes, there is lots of dead Egyptian mummies, graves everywhere. Wow. Yeah, so but don't, don't what we're, cursed. Yeah, but, yes. <laughs> so, no, are, are you going to get on the front lines of that? The front of getting cursed? No, no, I hope not. No, 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 no. Like, are you gonna are you gonna eventually get into you know having the brush out there in the sand? I mean, I worked in Egypt for a few years. Is that what you mean? More than a few years. I want yeah. you to go back. You want me to go back? Oh, yeah. going back. Um, Joniana Jones. You know, unfortunately, I feel like that time in my life is over. But I do often um, think back on it and think about going back and best years of my life and i would love to do it it's a sweet chapter in your life okay yeah i mean what's what's the craziest uh thing you guys i don't know either uncovered or found out about from from your egyptology studies excavations I mean, what do you call them excavations nothing. yeah ex- excavations yeah i mean <laughs> nothing like the, the the king cuts and all of those types of discoveries it was nothing of that nature what i consider sexy and what i consider exciting is probably not what an austin would consider very exciting you know um we uncovered a like i said before because um most of what we know about ancient egypt is from the five percent so i don't know i get excited rich. when i find sea glass so i feel like maybe i would get then excited. you would love this <laughs> yeah so we go. were no at bar. um we were at this site called armarna and armarna is just think of where uh, king tut was born and raised. That is the city of Amarna, which is in the center of the country. And we were working there and we uncovered a workman's village, which is really interesting because we don't usually know about the lower echelons of Egyptian society. And so for me, that was really exciting because we got to find out about a class of people that we generally don't know anything about. Because and, like I said, what we do know about ancient Egypt is from the rich. So right. Is, and how did you guys know as a workman's village, there wasn't like a bunch of gold around and... There wasn't a lot of gold around. It was in a specific region of the area where it was near where the royal family of Amarna would have been buried because in the Amarna period, which is when King Tut was born, they moved the royal residence from Thebes, which is where you find like the Valley of the Kings and stuff like that. They moved that to this place called Amarna. And they had these royal tombs set across on the hillside. And within relation to them was this huge village um, characterized by they had um, places where they made beer they had um, nice. wheat distilleries for making the beer and they had like kind of little housing developments that you could see from the archaeological record so, so it was like San you... Diego yes <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah Without a beach, there's no beach. It's in the middle of the freaking well, desert. That's all beach. Uh, yeah, in a sense, it's that's just a beach. really long beach until you finally reach ocean, right? Yeah, but where we were, it was in the middle of the the Ar- Armarna is in the middle of the desert because the pharaohs in the Armarna period wanted to be the closest they could to Ra, who is the sun god. The closest they could get to Ra was actually the furthest away from the Nile and the furthest inland within the Sahara. And, so and what's the logic no, in that? The logic is that it's hotter. It's hot as fuck here. So obviously we're closer to raw. Correct. Okay. I mean, that's actually decent logic. Yeah, I feel like it's hot. <laughs> He's here. It's just like, well, shit, raw's close. Raw's somewhere nearby. Yeah. I am burning alive. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So is this why we moved yeah. from Phoebes then? It was because Phoebes was closer to the Nile, closer to, it wasn't hot enough. What's the river God? Is there a river God? Creole car. Yeah, Creole yeah well, there, there's, there's multiple river deities, but one is called Min, M I N, which you two would very much like because he's characterized as an iffy phallic god. And that's, a, <laughs> that's a, if, a, our historical term for god. meaning he has a, it means he has a boner. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I could roll with his that. Skin, his skin is colored black like the Nile silt, so it's symbolic of fertility. So he's a BBC. Well, I don't know if I want to get into that topic here because 
you know, Egyptians art, they colored the skin. It was, it was, it was symbolic. Like the art, their art served a function. It wasn't art for art's sake. It was art that served a specific purpose. So the reason why you'll see gods with black skin or green skin is symbolic. And a black, a black skin God is actually meant to represent fertility and abundance because when the Nile floods, it's black silt everywhere. Black silt everywhere, exactly. And when you see the Egyptian representations of different races or different cultures, like the Nubians who are from Sudan, um, they're very obviously from the, the Sudan. So it's race was kind of that's a newer. It wasn't something that came up in in Egypt in that time. There wasn't really no, different races no. per se. Yeah. At least there wasn't no, they, in, in their eyes. They were they were race blind. Mm-hmm. They were incredibly xenophobic, so they believed that anyone outside of Egypt was essentially doomed. But they described different cultures in a very stereotypical way. So Libyans all look the same. Um, Mesopotamians, people from Iraq, all look the same. They have that like curly beard, which you probably see from like um, Babylonian reliefs. And then Nubian people uh, look very stereotypically. African. Okay. Got it. So they are a little racist. <laughs> yeah, but not <laughs> I think I think they were more perceptive. But they were racist against everyone that wasn't them. Yeah, so no, it wasn't fair. like they it's, were racist. It's blanketed racism they, they, instead of specific racism. They're like, you're not <laughs> yeah, us, you're gonna die. Yeah, it was you could be white and not them and they'd still be racist against you. It was if you were not Egyptian, you were not okay. Not right. because you had African, you know, complexion that you were it was where you were, not what you were. Yeah, it's the best kind of racism we could ask for in reality. <laughs> I really didn't want this conversation to go here, but I knew. It was. <laughs> okay, here, let's move on. Let's move on. Things, the world we things live in. Austin knows about ancient Egypt. Um, okay. things, we're going to do a segment called "Things Austin no. Knows About Ancient." No, I love this. I think place. there's one thing. I got some music for you for this. I got okay. some. I got some music for. You might as well make it feel oh, good. God, I can imagine like snake charmer. Here we go. Yeah. Things Austin knows proper. about ancient Egypt. This should be fun. Okay, Aust. Colonial. L- lay it on us. What do I know? So ancient Egypt. Good start. They they, if my memory serves me correctly, had this little thing that looks like a cross with a circle on top. And I've heard rumors that those were magic mushrooms. It's actually an ankh. It's the symbol for eternal life. It's actually a word in addition to a symbol. Well, because, so you know, I watched some ancient aliens. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. oh, boy. Here we go. And ancient there astronaut theorists say, yes. Um, no, they would say that they thought maybe how they would perceive God was they would take this substance and then they'd have a trip, and then they'd say they found God. Ra? Ra. Sorry, or, or which God? So, uh, Ra, I'm imagining. But that, you know, okay. I think that's that's an ancient astro- alien I mean, astronaut guy with the crazy hair who... I mean, that's incredibly incorrect. Like a meme. That's incredibly incorrect. I had a the feeling Egyptians it would be. Very few hallucinogenic-type drugs. There's um, evidence in the New Kingdom, so that's circa like 1800 BCE, where they did have access to things like hashish from training or from trading. Um, they had access to things like cot, which is a kind of stimulant thing that people chew in the Middle East, but nothing similar to what we have, like mushrooms and acid. Okay, so, so I was wrong. You were wrong. I was very wrong. It's okay. Okay. I also have a very big issue with the ancient alien theorists. I have an extremely huge freaking issue with that. Well, I mean, I, who I, doesn't? You want to go public with it? You want to just lay, yeah, I would lay like out to. on that guy? You want to lay out a little? Oh, Let's do it. I would it. love to. Okay, so firstly, I have no problem and no qualms with saying that there are intelligent, that there is intelligent life out there beyond our own. No issue with that. What I do have a problem with is characterizing an ancient culture as being so dumb that they can't even quote stack rocks on top of each other. Like you guys think that the ancient Egyptians needed help to build pyramids. Do you think they needed help to have art and architecture and a complex religious system? Like to me, that's totally discrediting a incredibly intellectual group of individuals that were just 5,000 years predecessors to us. And I mean, it's just, 
it's discrediting all they did. It's discrediting the human race, frankly, because it's like, you guys forget what it was like before smartphones and all of these things. Like you think they were just sitting around like, Ooh, they didn't know what to do. Like they were. It, yeah. They know what I to just, do. You get Tyler, slaves. Tyler didn't and you, forget. You, He's still got a flip phone. That's true. Well, I'm keeping with it. Tyler may be more advanced than the rest of us. I yeah. mean, I give him credit I mean, for that. Egyptian times was like pagers, that kind of I stuff. I still would not want to stack rocks that big, even yeah. with pulley systems. And was it, I mean, is it, are we thinking pulley systems and huge groups of people? How, how are we stacking? Like big logs, well, and they're moving the log from the front <laughs> to the back, rolling. To your defense, they actually don't have <laughs> any hard evidence as to how the pyramids were actually made, which is why you think the, I'm on the ancient astronaut theorist team? No, well, no, she's but just, no we're that. just using this. We're okay. using this as a launch pad to say fuck that. Let's guy. say, let's say in their defense. No, it's in my defense because I'm asking a question about how the pyramids were built. Oh, which and we, we don't do, really we know. Don't know. Well, yeah, how would yeah. we? Well, I mean, some cultures they out. find, yeah, <laughs> they find dig five feet further down, and you'll find a bunch of pulleys and ropes and a come along, a jeeps and, down and if, there. And if you dig a little further, you're actually going to find like this big blueprint that they drew. It's like, all right, so Jeff built this thing. <laughs> yeah. Odds are they'll find a big blueprint that's like, no, the aliens will come and pick up these rocks for us and yeah. move them. <laughs> they, they made a big satellite. They called ET, and ET was like, yeah, you know, we can move a couple of rocks for you. But that's exactly what we're saying. No, fuck, fuck aliens. Yep. They might be out there, but they did not build pyramids. I think is what we're getting here. Whatever Ancient alien astronaut, astronaut theorists. Yeah. They call I don't them like them. themselves astronaut theorists. Yeah. Alien yeah. astronauts. Because I guess if they're coming to earth, they're technically an alien they're, astronaut. They're technically an astronaut and they're an alien of our planet. So, yeah. I think they wrote a book called, or I forget who it is. But they wrote, they wrote a book called God. We Lied. <laughs> <laughs> they got really rich yeah. doing this. So. Yeah. So, okay. So, Egypt. Uh, let's, yeah. let's hop right into this. Are you ready to really test your knowledge? Wait. So, we you knew one thing about, just to, you knew one thing oh, oh, about we, Egypt and it was completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was mm, all you knew. Okay. Well, I know. Okay. Here's another thing. Aww. Here's another. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, babe. Uh, she, she's a, she feels for me. I know things about other things. Okay? I'm just keeping points. Out uh, so they use embalming mm. fluid during the mummification process. Correct. Um, I mean, oh, not embalming. <laughs> <laughs> I know they used it, right? Or is that type of thing? It was a type of no, embalming no, fluid. No. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay. Did they use cotton to wrap them up with? What was that material? Silk? Uh, it would be a linen derived from papyrus. Mm. Right. And then, and then what was, uh, what, what's the embalming process? I know uh, okay. King Tut's full name is King Tutankhamen. Very well, very well done. Yeah. Hey, we got um, one. King. Yeah. Hey. Um, his original name was actually. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> this is a no win situation. Oh, you know what I can do though? No, you can't cheat. Oh, <laughs> I can't. His original name was actually Toot Ankh, because remember you said the word Ankh, Austin, which you didn't know, so uh-huh. when, you, when you break down his name, it's Toot Ankh, hey. and then Amu. <laughs> so he's... And, then, <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, Amun was a god that was... Oh my god, this is so complex. But anyway, his real name was Toot Ankh Austin. And Toot Ankh Austin? Tutankhaten, A-T-E-N. Aten? Like how you like used to how say, used say, say my name? <laughs> when you couldn't say S's. That's like, so. I, I think that's something I used to do as a child. I was like, Toot, uh, Aten. <laughs> yeah, was, you see? first yeah. words. No, but it was the, the mummification process lasted roughly between, it was like 70 days. And Whoa. yeah, because you have to, so the first thing that everyone knows about is you take out the vital organs. And the do reason you think, why you take out. Do you think that was a pretty good part-time job to have? Being the mummification guy? Sounds yeah, like I think embalmers made a lot of money yeah. because they really only worked for, like I said, the top 5% of society. So that would True. Be the, okay, the, yeah, yeah, good point. The pharaoh, the quick, whatever. They yeah. were pretty wealthy. It'd be people. like the Most Taylor Swifts and the yeah. Harvey Weinsteins. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, a, it's like somebody... <laughs> yeah, it's like people who do makeup on dead bodies now. It's like somebody who would do that for the celebrities or wealthy now. Yeah, the, the morticians. Exactly. Morticians, yes, thank you. Most of them were priests and high priests were usually relatives of the royals in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, they were they were very wealthy. Uh, 
took about 70 days. You remove the vital organs. You do that because the vital organs actually rot inside of the body because of their water content. So the whole purpose of mummification is to preserve the body for the afterlife because part of your soul will live in your body forever. The Egyptians believe there are seven parts. So one of those parts lives in the body. That's called the ka. And so you remove the organs and then you uh, soak them in natron salt. And that is the embalming fluid you were referencing Okay. Um, before. After they soak them in natron salt, they wrap them in the linen, which is derived from papyrus, which is a river reed. And then um, they put the organs in what they call canopic jars. Why don't you um, just teach took- a class? You used to be a teacher. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I gave up on that dream. I know. Yeah, you could. Okay. That was all interesting. Let's talk about the scarab beetle. Okay. Yeah. They don't, they're dung beetles. So dung. they're actually really not. Cool. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> He's trying so hard though. Yeah. I really... know, but, you know, but you know, what's fun about the scarab beetle is that the scarab beetle in Egypt, they roll dung and they roll dung and it's like this beautiful little ball of poop and they roll it over the her- like over the sand dunes. And to the ancient Egyptians, that symbolized Ra, the sun god, making his nightly journey across. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling a ball of shit over a pile of sand. There he is, working yeah, hard. <laughs> but it, it, re- it represented to them the sun going through the horizon and then going back into the underworld, or, which is the night. Or maybe, yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's represented... more like it's, it's Ra coming over just like, ah, oh, what a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, think, I think it's Ra pushing around the earth like, oh, why did I make this thing and I have to push it around all the time now? I mean, maybe. I mean, the Egyptians were just like you and I. Like, people like to think that, like, the ancients were, like, some, ugh, like, mystically imbued people, but, like, they made sex jokes. They had lots of pornography. Like, they had fun. They got wasted. Did, did you they just say they're like you and I? And then said they had <laughs> yeah. lots of pornography. Yeah, they're like us. They basically watch porn all the time and get wasted. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah, they were making beer. Were they making wine, too? Uh, Yeah, palm wine or pomegranate oh, wine. It's, oh, it's. So. It's strong. Probably a little sour, too. Yeah. Unless they sugar the shit out of it. Well, you guys have probably heard that the alcohol that most people, including infants and babies, drank beer and and alcohol because the water in Egypt was very um, uh, polluted, right? Okay. Just like Jersey, yeah. Yeah, so the alcohol kills the (laughs) germs. So everyone was just drinking all the time. Their alcohol was like a lower percentage. Okay, yeah. So it's just a little bit. To yeah. clean up the water. Mm-hmm. And then they made some high-proof stuff for the rich people, probably. Uh, probably, yeah. Or they just drank a lot of it, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, did you have, no, they did had you better have, food and better quality. Did you have any other facts, Aust, you wanted to give us about Egypt? Nope, that's it. I'm done with that goddamn trombone. Okay. Sorry. I'm done. With it. No, no, but that's good. I learned something. No, this is a good segment too, though, because now something. we're on to liquids, and it, it <laughs> oh, seemed no. like you you had a lot you had a lot of opinions about liquids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's just let's just get it all out. Well, you <laughs> okay? Can, you let's go over. Let's go podcast? over what. Let's go over what we know. Okay. Water out of coffee mugs. Hard no. Oh, that just freaks me out. And, uh, and what have- about it freaks you out, though? just feels wrong to me. Like, I feel like coffee mugs, you know where this stems from? And I hope to God he doesn't hear this, but I dated this guy in high school and his aunt was an alcoholic and she used to drink boxed wine out of coffee mugs. And I think, (laughs) I think ever since then I was just like traumatized by it. But I have friends that come over all the time that try to like fill up coffee mugs with water and I just freaks me out. I don't like it. You just throw it out the door. I think I did that at your last place. Yeah, it's just weird, and I don't get it. Yeah, like why like, don't you pick a clear glass? Yeah, so you're like, you want that cup? If that cup's not warm, you're like, I'm not drinking that shit. No, it needs to be like if it's a warm beverage, it can go in the mug. But if it's a cool see-through beverage, like water or wine, what about, it needs to what go about in tea? a glass. Tea can go in a coffee cup. Come on, well, that's a hot yeah, beverage. Yeah, because it's, it's warm, but not it's yeah. not iced tea. No, no iced tea. So it can't be cold <laughs> in that cup. Mm-mm. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I, I and then what's the the, no, like wait, wait, the wait, clear wait, thing? Wait. It, Stepping back to this guy's mother, grandmother. Oh boy, did <laughs> you did aunt. you like accidentally <laughs> drink out of one of those cups and it traumatized you? No, she was just like this, uh, like a textbook alcoholic that you see like on TV, like not like a cool one like we are, but like like a real do you, one. Do you think you're a little scarred by that? And then you see that, and you're like, oh god, I can't be like that lady. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I don't think I'm scarred by it because I'm slowly turning into that, so I can't be that scarred. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've moved to Mason Jar, so I'm well out of my way. To be be fair, with pandemic life, I feel like a good large portion of the United States has started to go that direction. It's just, it comes naturally. Yeah, like it's 8 o'clock in the morning and I want to drink, but I want to be judged. I'm putting it in a coffee cup. (laughs) I have no idea where it came from. I just don't like it. I've never liked it. Hmm. Okay. So. Yeah. Coffee, clear water, anything cold out of a coffee cup, hard no for you. Mm-hmm. And and what's the clear thing? Oh, oh yeah, clear clear liquid. Me, yeah, what's up with clear liquid in you? Well, you asked me. I I was I said I'm going to pop a white claw before I in the green room. Yeah, you you were drinking white claws in the green room. Yeah, and then you suggested that I just pour two in a glass, and I don't like that. Like I I don't want to drink white claw. I don't want to see the clear. That freaks me out. You don't want to see the clear. <laughs> no, the fact that it's the fact that it's clear like unnerves me. Like what in my it, head when I'm. What if it was like it, a colored cup? You couldn't see the liquid. No, I don't. I don't like that. It has to. No. Not even like so, like a red solo cup. Still no. So what do you drink water out of? Yeah, good clear question. a clear tall glass. So it's okay if it's clear. You can see the clear when it's water, but if anything but water, you can't see the clear. I mean, this just started happening when I started drinking White Claw, but my, I had a friend, well, yeah, my, my this friend is a, re- this is a recent phobia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just started happening when we all started drinking White Claws and she was pouring her White Claw in a glass and it just like made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Don't like it. That's so funny. So, so you're big into the cans. You love a good can. I mean, but I can drink beer out of a glass, but like White Claw in a glass because it's a clear liquid for some reason. Like, I don't like thinking that White Claw is clear. Like when I drink a mango White Claw, I'm picturing like drinking orange juice. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. You think there would be a little bit of the fruits coloring? In yeah. Like, I just, Would it make you feel better if there was fake food coloring in there? It would, because I don't like the idea that I'm drinking spiked water. Like that freaks me out because like chasing alcohol with water gives me anxiety and so i think the fact that i'm drinking (laughs) (laughs) chasing alcohol with water gives me anxiety i'm doing the opposite thing (laughs) this is why i'm hung over every day um but yeah so i'm hung over every day (laughs) no but i yeah i don't i don't like it in egypt we drink a lot but not seltzer water okay um well what do you drink in egypt Alcohol. They she have beer. beer, beer, and palm wine. No, that's what the ancient Egypt. <laughs> oh, what do they drink? Where? Well, Egypt, well, Egypt is a Muslim country, right? So you can only get alcohol in the neighborhoods where the embassies are. And they all drink um, out of mugs, huh? No, no, but you get like I mean, they have like really shitty beer. Like they have it like a like a essentially. Coarse I mean, did they have? Did they have? We're back in Egypt. Did they have glasses or what? I mean, ceramic cups. Is that what they drank out of? Uh, in, oh, in ancient Egypt? Yes. It would be like uh, mud brick. Mud brick. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so some type of ceramic. Clay. And what's pottery, interesting about this topic, yeah. which is great, is that the bottom, <laughs> the mugs would actually be circular at the bottom and not hard because they would put them in the sand, right? So the surfaces weren't um, flat and hard. So the bottom of the cups would not be flat. They would be rounded. Oh, wild. So they weren't putting things on tables ever, really. They are no. always putting them in the sand. Correct. Crazy. E- mm-hmm. Even the five percenters, huh? I mean, I guess... There are examples of but, flat. I mean, didn't flat, they have... the majority of them are not. Hold on. Didn't they have, like, gold and stuff in the tombs, though? Yeah, what is that? So they didn't have chalices? Like, nobody had a chalice? If I was a king of Egypt, I'd be like, make me a chalice. I'm drinking no, my I mean, things- I'm drinking my clear liquids <laughs> out of a gold cup. <laughs> those things existed, but a common misconception is that most of what Egypt had was gold paint. There was very few solid gold objects. So oh, a lot shit. of the things so they, that they had us. gold paint. They what were they trying to catch leprechauns? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Well, it was Fourth of what? July every. That's what you remember. You've never done that. On Fourth of no. July, yeah, no. you paint you paint rocks gold <laughs> and you build a little leprechaun trap to see if you can catch a leprechaun. Yeah, that was kindergarten. <laughs> No, I've never even. But heard that's—I that. mean—that's like an old thing, you know. Yeah, but in Egypt, I doubt they were thinking about leprechauns. See, Patty's Day. <laughs> I don't think Saint they did Patty have was a dwarf god. Either. Oh, 
They had a what? A dwarf god? Yeah, his name is Beth. You can Google him. He was actually the god. Well, Beth. he was, he's like a Beth, B-E-S. B-E-X? B-E-S. Beth. Yeah, but he's a minor deity, so he's what they would consider a demon, but that's our... Uh, that's a wrong i would say minor deity that's uh, our that's, at, that's their idea of like a normual person th- these days <laughs> so he was like a le- like an electric god like the equivalent of like a, a leprechaun like a mythical gotcha like santa theme. claus leprechauns the easter bunny yeah santa claus is the minor yeah deity but too. he had a boner oh he had a boner too <laughs> he had a boner yeah he was a phallic and uh yeah he was the god of revelry which is interesting because i wonder if george r, r. martin derived his idea of Tyrion from Beth. It's That's what I was just thinking. I was thinking like, wow, <laughs> it's like lusty little dwarf is kind of a, yes. yeah, kind of Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah. He was very sexual and he's actually a, they use them. It's like a fertility uh, amulet. So if like a woman needed to get pregnant or something like that, they, they, would, they just wear a little um, dwarf around their neck with a boner and they're good to go. Totally. Wow. Yeah. That's well, you need to remove you need to remove your Western conception of what it is to have a boner because in the ancient times that wasn't necessarily something that it's like oh my god a boner like a horny gross man but it's like what that is and sorry to pump you guys up is like a very powerful symbol of fertility and that's what it was to the ancient Egyptians and so bring it back yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pop, pop Viagra all day it's like yeah I'm ready. <laughs> it's up to yeah, you. Yeah, it now. represents the eternal <laughs> life, and it represents you know the balance and order in the universe, things huh. like that. So. Yeah, it's just you have to buy a whole different size of pants. You do that nowadays, though, and you go to jail. <laughs> you haven't some, and sometimes you do really well in jail. Well, I guess that's why you can tuck it up in your belt loop if you have to. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Right? I mean, <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you know, if you're in public or something. Maybe I am that dwarf. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the me getting a boner in public thing was something that went away like around middle school era. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about this subject now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, actually, I went through a, I went through a spurt recently. A spurt is what you're going to call it? Yeah, a spurt. A spurt. <laughs> a little spurt. It was kind of like, I want to say it was around Christmas. Christmas. Where what happened? Uh, I saw yeah. you around Christmas, which makes this really awkward for me. <laughs> That's why I said it was around Christmas. Uh, it could have been early July. I don't know. But that's a very different timeline. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. But, it, you know, I felt like a 13-year-old again for a little while. I'd just be driving, singing along to my favorite songs what, in the would car. Would that be like some 41? Or what was what was your 13-year-old thing? Um, 13 years old. God. I think there's some Limp Biscuit in there. Oh, yeah. Chocolate Starfish. Uh, AFI was definitely in there. Oh my god, I had an AFI t-shirt and I just found it. I bought it from Hot Topic, of course. Oh my god. I actually bought it to impress you guys, which is Aww. Aww. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, okay, so 13-year-old me, yeah, I was just rolling down the road and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm like, what? <laughs> Holy fuck. And it usually, right before I had to get out of the car, almost like clockwork. This is like, we're talking maybe a month this was going on, but it was... Literally, I'd be like, oh, got to go to the ATM, park, get out. Oh, God. The Egyptians wouldn't have shamed you for this. Yeah, they maybe, maybe you're my daddy, too. Yeah. <laughs> you should really Google Beth. You yeah. really should, because I'm seeing a lot of similarities. Really <laughs> oh, my <like>. gosh. <laughs> you, you, yes. might, you might be the best reincarnate. Uh, okay, so what were we talking about? Liquids. Well, what else is mm-hmm. there for liquids? Ooh, <laughs> there's one we didn't cover. No. <laughs> okay we'll skip that one good choice we'll skip that one <laughs> we'll skip that one we don't need to talk about uh, that so so you're also uh this is interesting you you were mm-hmm. a native to california who suddenly has found themselves out in las vegas all of a sudden during covid all through desert. Yeah. yeah yeah is that why because you as an egyptologist you just felt like living <laughs> okay. in the desert i have to have a little you? piece of it still yeah <laughs> God, as sad as that is, yeah, that was one of my determining factors. I figured since I loved the Sahara so much, I might like Vegas. Yeah, I mean, you have a and lot of... you wrong? Yeah, I do. I mean, I do love the desert. A lot of people don't. So I figured I would acclimate well here. But it is it is different. But it's, it's been nice. I, I quite like it. My house is big. Your house well, is big. On there. Yeah, that's yeah, big. Yeah, well, bigger than... <laughs> any house I've ever had before. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger than any place you could rent out here, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's maybe not any place, good. but it was it was nice there too. They they're in a gated community. When we drove up, there's like six hooligans oh standing God. out front of the gate, but they couldn't get into the gate. Dre so is in <laughs> Dre's in heaven. Yeah, no, it couldn't be better for him. <laughs> The streets are swept every morning. (laughs) Yeah, it's very clean. Gardeners do all your gardening out front. It's very clean and urban. Yeah, we have an HOA. Yeah, homeowners association. I was gonna say. Yeah, you have to upkeep your yard. I was on the phone with my. I was on the phone with our friends Ayla and Janine this morning, and they're like, "What's that noise in the background?" It was the leaf blower, and Ayla made a joke, and she's like, "What are they blowing? Like the sand." And I look out the window, and he's literally blowing nothing. Sure like enough. He's just, in the street, <laughs> he's, just, he's just blowing the dust off the street. Yes. Then they come through and water it and scrub it. They might. Yeah. Yeah, because why not? Yeah, it's, this place is very, um, it reminds me of, like, a nuclear town. Like, the town. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, like, like town- it might be bomb soon or just has been? No, like, the town they used to build, they had it this in the fourth indiana jones movie they used to build these like fake very artificial looking towns and then they would uh, blow nukes on them in the nevada desert to see oh, like what the damage yeah, was yeah 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 oh my god could you imagine if Joni was indiana jones don't they survive inside of a refrigerator in one of those situations Correct. too exactly yeah. yeah i don't know if it was shia labeouf who we, i guess we can't talk about anymore or are we not allowed to talk i know he was probably canceled but are we not allowed to talk about him I mean, he was canceled, but that movie that that recent he did a movie recently. No, oh my god, Peanut Butter Falcon. No, she lost her. She lost her baby. It it was a Netflix movie, and she uh, had a stillbirth. Whoa, I don't know. I don't know. It was really. It was a really powerful movie, and frankly, I thought he did a really good job. But I mean, he's a dick. So. Yeah, but yeah. you know, he's been canceled. Uh, so is Pepe Le Pew. So has Speedy Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew, I can understand. Spe- Another funny story. I used to run around my house as a kid with those little American cheese packets and say, Andale, Andale, Arriba, Arriba. <laughs> Careful, you might get canceled. I know, I'm sorry. But I, why is Pepe Le Pew canceled? Because of the French? Uh, the French cancel everything. No, we do. because he's aggressively uh, romantic oh. to, to characters that are, are not uh, <laughs> wanting of it. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Pepe Le Pew is officially not in Space Jam 2. Because he was canceled. So, Neither what about the cat? Neither was. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with Sylvester the cat? No, no, no. The well, cat from Pepe Le Pew. Oh, the cat? Who's being, you know, womanized? I don't know. Maybe she's going to get her own spinoff. Like, like <laughs> Frasier did. I don't, think, I don't think she's canceled. She probably has a leading role. Yeah, I think they have to, right? <clears throat> honk, honk. Okay. Uh, hey, this might be a good time for us to make me some money. Yeah, I'm actually the one that's going to make all the money because I've been spending all the money, but you'll get there eventually. But imagine how great this podcast would be if we used this $10 we've made for me to go to college. Yeah. Yeah, college is... We'll talk about that later. Let's get into ads. I did hear that Mr. Potato Head is also canceled. Mr. Potato Head is now unisex. Potato Head. (laughs) Now do they... Now, okay, my question question is, are they still going to have the mustache? Like, is that an option? Because Potato Head could be whoever they want That's to be. Question. Yeah, I think it's a pronoun change in yeah. reality. So there's still going to be the red lips, like lipstick. There's st- so I, it's going to be Mr. and Mrs. I all think the parts in one bigger Potato Head. I think it's, uh, what, how does it go? It's they slash them Potato Head now? I think that's a good idea. I know, I, I like that. <laughs> I just yeah. tried to it's explain this to Mr. Message, it's they slash them Potato Head. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to put a dress on, on, uh, they or them, and you should be able to put a mustache on they or them. It's now, like it's I'm gonna fluid, correct, fluid. I'm going to correct you real quick because I don't fluid. think Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head ever had clothes besides shoes. Yeah, well, maybe that's something that's going to get canceled. No, and a tie and a hat. It's, no, they had the tie. So no shirts. Tie. No shirts, though, or pants. Yeah, but that's very well, but they're masculine. They're just a potato. Things. They're just a potato. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to work that they out. They were though. comfortable in their own skin, those potatoes. Yeah, I tried to nice. explain this to my boyfriend, who we all know is Dre, and he actually did not. I don't think he knew who Mr. Potato Head was, so it was kind of like a hard conversation. Has he never seen Toy Story? <laughs> never been a child? Yeah, like did he? I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's true. Though. I'm pretty sure Dre <laughs> did. Dre, did Dre come out like a 54 year old? Yeah, man. no, Dre started I think at like 37, but yeah. it's he was know. mentally 37 at zero. It's <laughs> like, man, God, I could use a drink. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I, He'd have to speak to that 
but he didn't know who Mr. Potato Head was when we talked. Well, so. now no kids Did- ever will again, because now it's just Potato Head. <laughs> Maybe he thought it was a real person's last name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Potato Head. Maybe. Who's that? Is this someone you work with? He's a DJ. Maybe. He's a DJ. He's like, yeah, I know who he is, but his real name's Doug. <laughs> I miss Doug. That was a great show. Oh, yeah. Uh, gosh, I actually watched that the other day. I heard they're remaking that, too. Are they? Really? It's getting a remake, yeah. <laughs> Fra- Frasier's back. Doug is coming back. Rugrats is getting remade with uh, like that no. weird 3D animation bullshit. That's like what? hard to watch. So how are they going to address the Jewish aspect of Rugrats is what I'm curious about. Yeah, there's a heavy, heavy Jew aspect. There's a very heavy Jewish aspect to that. Chucky's, yeah. Chucky's dad, correct? I, I, no, uh, uh, Tommy. Oh, Tommy Pickles is, oh, is Jewish. And then Phil, they have not Professor... Phil. What's your, his dad's name? Professor, Professor Lipschitz, which is like the baby yeah, counselor that comes oh, yeah. in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And they have Hanukkah episodes, which is actually very... That's awesome. Good. Yeah. That was the first kind of, you know, mainstream cartoon, I mean, that I remember, at least, that had... Mm, I think I mean, the, I remember Simpsons, being... the Simpsons did it, too. The Simpsons have yeah, done everything, I was like, though. That's not fair. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not fair. fair. And it's not like a child's cartoon. Like, you know, it doesn't play on Nickelodeon. Right, because I can say, like, South Park talks about Hanukkah, too, but that's the same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's is... a lot of interesting aspects with regards to Rugrats, because Angelica... And her mom, her mom was like a working mom and her dad was like a stay-at-home dad and they really dug home those stereotypes. And, then and, I think and the she twins, was a bitch. Yeah, the mom yeah. was always stressed out. And the mom was always on a treadmill with her. Yeah, tread, oh my God. The treadmill. Treadmill. <laughs> treadmill with her stud, treadmill. With her cell phone and the dad was like the sweet character and then the twins had a mom who was, um, I don't know how to say this. Yeah, a little butch. You kind of butch. Yeah, with. kind of butchy, short hair. <laughs> I'm not afraid to Always say wearing it. a workout outfit. Yeah, she had like a minivan. A and, headband. Did and we ever meet was, like, Phil and Lil's dad? Phil and Lil's yeah, dad. Yeah, like, he was remarkably thinner than the mom. He was really small. And oh, she was like this yeah. very big, oh, robust He was the one with glasses? Yeah, the glasses. And he was in... Yeah. See, and this is another thing. He was in film. Like, everyone in this movie, in this show, was like some kind of... <laughs> It's like every different stereotype you can come up with for relationships. They're like, now everyone will watch. God, well, and he was kind of almost like a, now I'm thinking back, but he was all almost kind of like a Woody Allen character, like this very like thin kind of demure New Yorker that was in the film. Yeah, I mean, he was going to, that means if, if, when Rugrats, if this is a continuation, then, then that character would then, probably marry Angelica, right? Or he'll marry Lil. Or Lil, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's even more accurate. God. So, I mean, all right. We've talked about Egypt. We've talked about liquids and cancer. Have we talked enough about Egypt? Does your audience like Egypt? I bet they, like, love, they love Egypt. Should we do more? I got something else for you. If you want to do more, you want to do more Egypt? Yeah. You want to take a little quiz, Joan? Oh, he's got an Egypt quiz for you. You have an Egypt quiz? Yeah. Are you ready? Quiz? We'll get some music for you. Yeah. It's like the sweetest thing you've ever done. I don't think so. We'll see how the quiz goes first before we say that, but <laughs> those are kids in Egypt playing. Is this like Tafir? Egypt. Quiz. Do this is like quiz. a dream where to think about what Egypt sounded like. Yeah. This is definitely them moving those big Yeah, blocks. this is actually produced by Dre. <laughs> Drinking <didn't> beer. <laughs> I, I told Dre we were going to be talking about Egypt tonight, and he sent this to me. He emailed it right over. <laughs> Beats by Dre. <laughs> All right, let's hop in. Let's hop Thanks, in. Dre. Are you ready, Joan? Yeah. Okay. We're going to start out easy, and we're going to work our way to also easy. <laughs> Seems to be, yeah, kind of, we're just going to It's not going to, it's going to be just, uh, you got to give me the answer. No, because I realized whenever I do these things, and I do a multiple choice, Every single mm-hmm. time, the first one that I read is always the answer, and the rest is make up of the top of my head, and it's super obvious. Okay. So we're just going to do, I'm going to ask, you answer. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, she doesn't get multiple choice? No. Because she's so smart. It's did, just did a you fill hear, in the blank. Did you hear what she was saying? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, did you hear what you were saying? Not that you're not smart, Joni, but I'm just like, honest, if we're like... <laughs> You you were you got a lot of sad trombones, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, she's not. I have faith in her. All right, I do too. Let's she's do not a she's not a sad tromboner type of girl. Um, I didn't know that was a type of girl, but it, <laughs> now it is. 
sad trombone. Okay, are you ready? Please I'm ready. Don't have that are you excited? Picture. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. All right. Question number one. What does the word hieroglyphics mean? Okay, well, first I have a big problem with the word hieroglyphic because it's <laughs> hieroglyph. Oh, hi- no, it says um, that. It says that on here. I read it wrong. You just added it. It says hieroglyphs. It, yeah, I yeah, looked away. <laughs> hieroglyphs. What does Although, the word hieroglyphs? when we were in school, we were taught hieroglyphics. Yeah, we were. I feel like, which is totally wrong, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hieroglyph, hieroglyphic is actually like a verb that means to write, whereas hieroglyphs are actually the writing. So what's uh, what is it? What? what does it directly translate to? Is what I'm asking you. Well, she just translated it for you. I mean, a hieroglyph is essentially like a a character in the ancient Egyptian writing system. So it's like a pictographic character. I think up. your answer is way more like correct than theirs. They just said sac- sacred writing. Yeah, it doesn't I have mean, to be sacred though, right? It was it only used it in sacred text. So hieroglyphs are only used in sacred text which about only 1% of the population could read. They were for the gods to read. It's a god's language. Okay, so wait a second. When I was in school and they made me write my fucking name or like, I love mommy. Yeah, no, Like that was not supposed to be for mom. That was supposed to be for Ra. No, that's that's wrong because there's no vowels in the ancient Egyptian. Wow. What were they, what what the hell were they teaching us? Like there's a bird. It means love. Yes, they just completely, like my entire education system was wrong. Wow. Yes, it is. Um, but hieratic. I have hieratic to go burn is- some papyrus real quick. I got to call my mom and have her burn this piece of papyrus. It's just fucking. No, it's okay. I mean, they, they were, I mean, they're, they're kind of correct. Like they're, when they say glyphs represent a letter, what it means is it represents a phonetic sound. So for Tyler, there is a glyph that says like a t- word sound. So, but it's not a T. It could also mean like a T-R or a T-H. Or a T-Y. And maybe. they know whatever comes after that is contextual to that first symbol. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And there's a there's a language called hieratic, which is hieroglyphs for dummies. That's what the, the simple people of the town used. Yeah. They're like, we can write too. Check this yeah, out. Yeah. It's like saying you speak common. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. guess that's a D&D reference, but. But that's the idea. It's like there's a like a base language and then there's like higher versions. Yeah. I think Japan yeah. and China have that sort of system too, right? They have like a bunch of different dialects depending on like how formal it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it's okay. um yeah. All right. Well, let's she got it right, I think, right? Yo, yeah, she nailed it. No. Um, um sorry. <laughs> let me let me get to the people cheer our audience is like they need you to actually like point at them and, and yell. We just found meat hey. with hands. There it is. There we go. They got good it. job. They, they got it. Really good work. Well done. Are you ready for question two? Yes. You are? Okay. Ancient Egypt was responsible for the earliest known peace treaty, which was between Egypt and what group of people? The Hittites. God, you're good. Wait, say it again. <laughs> who, who, who is that? The Hittites. I thought it said Hittites <laughs> or Hittites. <laughs> No, H I T T I T E S. It's like hit titties. It was between, oh, between Ramesses the Great, the Ramesses the Second, and it's actually housed in the Archaeological Museum in Istanbul, and I've seen it. And Tyler, you might have seen it too. Where? Okay, how about this? Yeah, For, I think you wanna, I might have. We'll give her, th- mm-hmm. give her, give her so three points and a big uh, three points. Okay, <laughs> three points and a big cheers. Good work. This next one's about Brendan Fraser. Yes, this one will be about Rugrats. She has uh, a lot of Rugrats knowledge. I know. Too, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask her about that. I'd, I'd probably go into like Rocker's Rocco's Modern Life or something for her. Oh, that's a good one too. Or maybe Daria. Uh, are you ready? Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, I'm sorry. waiting. Okay. Sorry. Question number three. What was the first pyramid to be built called? Oh, Djoser. The D G O S E R. D J. D J. Whatever. D J O S E R. D J Ozer. Yeah. DJ Ozer. That pyramid, third dynasty. Yeah, and do you know how uh, how tall the wall around it was? Wait, 24 feet? It's pretty damn close, 10.5 meters. Yeah, I, well, don't I don't know how to do that math exactly, but I'm sure that's pretty damn close. <laughs> pretty close. Did they put walls around all the pyramids? Like, that was a... Yeah. Okay. What were yeah. the walls made out of? Other pyramids. Um, it's a... <laughs> no, it depends. I mean, smaller. Joseph's was made out of Joseph's was made out of mud bricks, but like the Great Pyramids of Giza would be made out of granite. No, no, no. The wall. 
Yeah, that's what she's saying about the oh, wall. They were saying it's made out of limestone. Huh. Right. But that's... That's yeah. mud brick, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, it also, fun fact, it had 15 doors in the wall. Only one opened. Oh, they had trap for doors. The Pharaoh's, trick, trick for the doors. Pharaoh's spirit to use in the afterlife. I actually heard, too, fun fact... Uh, that most of the entrances, all, all this is false. This is all not true. <laughs> all, the entrances that most like public can use to see pyramids, if you can even like go in at all, or when you could, were all uh, were all robbers' entrances. You weren't allowed to go into like the actual true entrance. Is that correct? True? And yes. And what the British actually did, which bless the British's heart, is oh no no no, this was Napoleon and his Levant, so it was the French. Back to blaming the French. And they actually put dynamite onto the Great Pyramid of Giza, which is if you Google Pyramids of the Great Pyramid, which is Khufu, you'll see this giant hole on the side of the pyramid because they put. They tried to blow up the fucking pyramid? They tried to blow up the center of it to try to get to the burial chamber, which they thought had gold in it. But spoiler alert, it had been robbed like 3,000 years prior. (laughs) To the French? (laughs) Yeah, the French were. Well, they did some amazing scholarly things in Egypt. I can't totally shut them down, but yeah. Ooh, I got a good one. Okay, you're going to scare me. If I get something wrong, I'm it's really only ashamed. It's only a good one because I would have no idea how to pronounce it. I mean, I could probably okay. sound it out, but... Can you spell it for me? Can you even ask the question Ooh, then if you is, don't know how to pronounce it? This the... is also a little Woody Allen-esque, so it's going to oh, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get off that topic. <laughs> Egyptians married in their bloodline all this all the time. They would have loved. Yeah, I mean, so do the English, so do the French. That was like a thing. Yeah. That so was a thing for a long time. So do people in Boulder Creek. It's not big deal. Yeah, it still happens. Um, oh, okay, I have a story, but it's not for this podcast. Yeah, no, it's another podcast. Remember. <laughs> um, so, question seventeen. Okay. Wow, we really jumped ahead there. Yeah. Just so the listeners are like, wait, what, did I miss something? Uh, you're going to make them like back up a few times to be like, how the hell is something wrong with this yeah. podcast? In all reality, I'm just reading cause it's question 17 on this list. So, uh, yeah, just for, you know, your own well-being. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. What was the name of King Tut's wife? Ankh. 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 Okay. A N K H E S N A M U N. I I argue you to Google what her name was in the Armada period, and I bet it ends with Atkins, which is what I said, as opposed to Almond, which is what you said. Oh, do you want me to do that? I will do that. I'll check. Yeah, your quiz is about to just get botched down. <laughs> okay, King Tut's wife in the Ankin period. Uh, Armarna. Wait, is that Amarna? Amarna. 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 Wait, so is anything that happened in Tomb Raider even remotely realistic? No. Okay, I was afraid of that. Oh my god, you... <laughs> she was born to the name... Ankh-Hissen-Paten. Ankh-Hissen-Paten. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ankh-Hissen-Paten. It's hard for me to pronounce. Yeah, it's hard for anybody to pronounce. Yeah, okay. Can even modern Egyptians pronounce it? Um... Probably better than I can because they have more like guttural depth than I do. Yeah, can you but. speak any? Uh, I mean, what what is it? Egyptian? Is that the language? Is actually Egyptian? Does that language it's, still? It's, it's Arabic, but okay, they I was have an Egyptian say. dialect within Arabic. But actually, ancient Egyptian is still spoken in a very obtuse form in the Coptic Church, and Coptic is Egyptian Christians. Okay, so sort of like the Romans do the Latin thing. It's they they like are sticking to their their roots. Yeah. Are you ready for your bonus question? Oh my god! Yeah. This is a long quiz. Yeah. I feel like I'm one. getting like so argumentative though. Like no, everything no, of course, like, no, it's no, good. Crap. That's good. You are <laughs> definitely completely working conversation starter worlds quiz. Right. Yeah. Like that's the. You chose conversation starter I just, world. I went for your... the. I typed it in. I went for the first one. So, like you know, it'd be a fun conversation. A word that no one can say. This lady's name. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I just want to, I just want to say that if you look at the end of her name, which is what you said it was Amun, that is a god, and that's a derivative of a time period after King Tut died, when they renamed everyone based on the god that King Tut's father tried to eradicate. And King Tut's father put into place Whoa. a god called the Aten, which is why all the names end in Aten, A-T-E-N, 
during his reign, which is why I said what I said. So. Gotcha. We're okay. both correct. Yeah. I think you were correct. No, but you're more correct is how yeah. it sounds. You're more correct. Like there's somebody that's trying to cancel another god. Is you're saying that the King Tut's dad was anti Amun? Anti establishment, totally. No, yeah, it's kinda cool. Hmm. Yeah. The high the high priests like of that. Amun were taking all the money and then he wanted to move away from the capital city and away from the priests, which were really corrupt, and so he created this new god called the Aten which is a manifestation of Ra, which is why he was in the desert, which is why everyone's names and with Aten. So he kind of created Amun. his own version of Jesus. Oh, I don't want to draw that comparison. <laughs> his own version of God, not Jesus. Well, he said God it was a re- oh, it's a reincarnation of God. Well, and Jesus is an aspect of God. Aten was the God. It's not an aspect gotcha, of it. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, Hol- yeah. holistically God. Holistically, he was God. So are you allowed to create gods when you're, when you're king? Yes. How about me? You are a god. Can you create a you're, you're a god yourself. Okay. So you're a lot. So you are a god who speaks to the gods. Was, were yeah, they considered a minor? Were they a minor deity or are they like what we would consider a prophet in or a like Western civilization? Were the, were they, they are the intermediary between the divine and the mortal. Okay. And so, they become the Horus. They become Horus when they die. So essentially, they are, this is a little esoteric, but they are all gods on earth. And then when they die, they become the god. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, cool. Bonus question. Uh huh. Alien. So we, can get, we can move on. It's not an alien. Well, it is a little alien esque, but not really. Okay. <clears throat> the, the answer question. is it was Drew Barrymore, who is an ET, is the child. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was it's a, the Daily Double, as they say. Okay. What 1994 sci fi film is based on ancient Egyptian mythology and centers around. Oh, Stargate? Oh my gosh. You got- <laughs> Nailed it. I just started watching Stargate. It's good. Oh my gosh. Good work. Get, get, get the so, audio in here. What's funny about Stargate is that they actually hired an academic Egyptologist to write to be spells that were around like the um I forget what it was called it was like the entrance way when where they go into the other planet i think it's called the stargate right yeah it's called yeah, the stargate. Well, okay whatever sorry but they <laughs> they, hi- they hired an ac- they hired an actual academic egyptologist to help them write the glyphs so the glyphs are actually phonetically correct oh wow good job stargate yeah. yeah they did good hey this one's for stargate nailed it Stargate. Good work. That was 1994? I thought it was in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that they made a remake in the 90s, but I'm pretty sure the original was like uh, in the l- mid to late 80s. Let's, I thought. let's test yeah. your let's test your Star- Stargate knowledge a little bit. One, just one little brief. Well, did you there. move your, is um, you going to make her whole interview a quiz now? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, this is the last one. What's, str- where is the structure that that movie is centered around? There's a structure out there. You're saying, where is the Stargate? No, 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 no. Uh, it's the whole movie. It centers around an Egyptian structure in blank, and that structure is covered in hieroglyphs. Where is that structure? Egypt. Abido. Abido. No, not according to this. What does it say? Giza. Yeah, it says Giza. Oh, well, that's okay. boring. It's probably wrong. Is it? The, is it the thing between the sphinx's legs? I, it doesn't show a picture. Oh. Well, the thing between a sphinx's legs is phallic, though, right? Is that also covered in hieroglyphs? <laughs> No, the Sphinx isn't phallic. There's a dream stele in the middle of a stele is like a I don't know a giant. So Joan, a giant what? We do have a we do have a okay. gift for you for Wait, winning the quiz. A giant what? A giant what? It's a giant stone um, writing tablet. That's a, I don't know. Is it? And shit? it has a. Is it is it glued shut? No, it has the the pharaoh had a dream and he wrote it on this stele and he put it in between the Sphinx's legs. So, so the stele is like an erect, not an erect like a penis, but like an erect stone monument that has his dream recollection on it so it's like putting it up in your waistband like austin said earlier yeah yeah similar yeah okay well since you won the quiz we do have something to give you do we okay yeah um so i'm not i'm not there i'm in another desert what yeah she's in vegas so we can't just like hand her no no i know i know i'll I'll ship it to you okay it's gonna be really easy to send okay okay you and dre Win a trip to Vegas! <laughs> oh man! It starts right now. It starts right now. Wow! It starts right now. Are you liking it? Horrible. How's your no. How's your trip going? Come on, you can see Elvis, Neil Diamond. I mean, you can see you. an Elvis impersonator. Well, you know, all of my training. All of my education has come down to this. 
All right, so I'm sorry to Joni, and uh, thank you to everybody else. Uh, it's been a, it's been lovely uh, speaking with everybody. Thank you so much to Joni Morrow, Egyptologist. I learned so much today. Yeah, me too. No, that was a very educational episode. And I, I really feel good about myself that I got to send someone on such a nice vacation. Yeah, well, all right. Like, pay it forward, right? Yeah, so that's going to do it for us. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been featuring Jeff Goldblum. Thanks uh, to Anchor. Thanks to Anchor. Thanks to Alex, our, Alex. our editor, producer. Good job, Alex. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Thanks to Joni Morrow, our Egyptologist. Thanks to Jeff. Thanks to Jeff, always. Yeah, big thanks to Jeff. Uh, thanks to Mom for, for making us. Which one? Our, ours. Oh, Bio Mom. Bio Mom. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you want to subscribe... I guess do that. And if you want to send money our way, do that too. Uh, you can find us at anchor.fm slash feetjeffgoldblum. Uh, our Instagram was once again disabled, but we'll be back with a different one to try to trick those bastards again. So uh, be looking out for us there. We're going to come up with some slightly altered version of featuring Jeff Goldblum, and we'll be back on Insta before you know it. Have a good night, everybody. It's been lovely. How many Instagrams have we had? Two now. Two, two that got disabled. How long are they lasting? Not very long. First one, we got like a month. Second one, we got like six days. They're on to us. Yeah. So we're going to have to do like F.E.A.T.J. Consented by Jeff Goldblum. Dot Goldblum. Dot. Yeah. In parentheses, <laughs> like Jeff Goldblum has paid for this Instagram account, which they'll probably, I don't know, maybe they'll contact him. This could be good for us. It's going to be great. Yeah. I, I, I think the more disabled accounts we have, the closer we are to being recognized. I love this. That's a big deal. I love it. Yeah, I think we're doing good. Yeah. All right, bye. Yeah, later.